0: Hello, 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 everyone. Welcome to SCE Connection. I am your host, Reggie Hargraves, joined by my beautiful and intelligent co-host, Aubrey Bowman.
1: Hello, everyone.
0: And the hardest working man in this podcast, Brandon Adams. Hello. We are here on our very first episode. Thank you for joining us on our very first show of SCE Connection. We are very excited for you to join us on our very first show. And I promise you, you won't regret listening to us. We have amazing content and we put it in tireless hours. So you, the consumer, will enjoy what we present to you. Thank you for listening. If you have any questions, comments, or concerns, you can follow us on our website at seeconnection.moonfruit.com. That's S-E-E connection dot moonfruit dot com. I know it's a long URL, but trust me, it's worth it. We also linked our Facebook and Twitter page on there as well. So if you want to follow us, tweet us, or just look for any updates on job information, volunteer information, or just want information on the cast, please don't hesitate. Now that we got through all the boring parts, here's my favorite part of the show, the debate topic. I know, what are you going to debate about? You're not Steve Naismith. You're not Skip Bayless. So what do you have to talk about? Well, actually, we have a lot to talk about. We want to talk about the perception in this industry of sports and events. Now, you might think, well, what are you talking about? What do you mean by perception? Perception is the thing that drives what people think about you in everyday life. Now, with social media, it is our strongest weapon and also our weakest asset because we want to be talked to. We want to be heard. We want our message to get out there how we feel by, by ways of emojis, emoticons, little quotes, telling people about our day. But actually, those quotes and those little emojis... Actually, might affect you going down the line. So my question is to our group of panel of Brandon Adams and Aubrey Bowman: What do you think about social media?
1: Well, I guess I'll go. Um, I love social media. I'm always on social media. I have, think, like, every account you possibly think of. Um, I view it as, like I you said, our strongest weapon, but also our weakest asset. It's strong because it opened up a whole new market to sports people and different like businesses to branch out to us the millennials you know because we're always on our phones we're always on our computers but it's also a way for us to get caught up in I guess the fast life of social media you know we're always taking pictures always tagging people you know that picture we took last Friday at a party could also be the picture that is brought up in our interview Monday morning.
0: Yes, I, I, like, I like to touch on that a little bit more because, I mean, we're young. We, we like to go out and party. We like to have a drink. Well, most of us that are legal, but we're not going to touch that subject today. Um, just just for those of you who like to party, we're not saying don't go out and, go and party. Don't take photos of you at the party, but be mindful of what you do take pictures of and what you actually doing there. Now put yourself in this position you're going in for an interview and you view a candidate you actually take a little time, a little research, it's a, just like a google search of the person nothing special, nothing to strive again this first picture pop up is him holding a 40 ounce in his hand what would you think then? you think that this guy's a drunk, he's a hoodlum might just be a crazy guy on the surface, it could be just a, just a little gag picture, could be just a little Halloween picture or just something to say hey, I like to party but what people misunderstand is that one photo that you took just totally erased everything you accomplished through your resume
2: I mean, I agree with you Reggie like, if you're going out in public, be, be mindful of what you do Cause you never know. You can go for a job interview, and you put in your boss asks you to put what kind of media, social media you have, and then they go on your Facebook or any other social media, and they find out these pictures of you drinking a beer, or you're like doing something bad, and or you misrepresent the company itself, and it can like tarnish their reputation, and also kind of bring some bad publicity to their company.
0: Okay, I like to bring this point up. There are things that you can post anonymously, like... What's that thing that you can post anonymously, Aubrey? You know what it's called. (laughs) Yik-Yak. Yik-Yak, yes. Yik-Yak is actually not anonymous. Yes, it is actually not anonymous. Because if you have the right technology, you can find out the IP address of who posted that. So, if you might say such a demeaning comment to your boss about your job... All they really have to do, just find out who made that post. Just click a two buttons and boom, you're fired the next day. Just a side note for y'all who think you can say what you want to say on on the low, but getting to a more professional aspect, there are people out there who have social media and do not use it. There's a big question that I was asked one day that really Really broaden my mind, maybe me want to open up and actually think about it. There, are, What do you say when you research someone and you see they have a profile, but nothing really on there? Maybe just a picture, two years old and no really post. How do you really gauge if that person is really right for your company? How do you really gauge if will they fit in your society, your workplace, at your job? It's a good. It's a good question. Guys, do you have any comments?
1: Um, Well, first, a person doesn't post, Um, I I automatically think catfish. But um, I don't know. I view it as something. I guess it just depends on the company and what you're trying to do. Like if you're, you know, like a marketing company, of course you want that person to be active on social media because it's a way of marketing. But you know, who's to say the person didn't make a Facebook and you know decided it really wasn't for them and just didn't delete it. You know, there's other social media accounts. And especially if they want to be more professional you know um, I tried looking up someone and they didn't have anything besides LinkedIn because of the lines I guess like their it was their title within their company you know it was everything that you need to know about them was on their LinkedIn I don't view it as sketchy it's just kind of it just depends I guess on the company and what you represent
0: true but yeah <clears throat> you have to look at it from this standpoint now with the way of marketing, promotions, anything that's pushing to get your name out there, if you don't even post about yourself, how can I trust you to push and promote my company?
2: I mean, coming from like a different like perspective, I mean, if you're a company, you probably want your employees to have a certain social media and not like a whole range of social media because some people, they can't. They'll get on there, or they'll do so, like some things, but they won't like initially just from day to day be active and stuff, and just kind of participate with the uh, social world. They're not like really social media type people.
0: Yeah, but I'm not asking you to be day to day. I mean, these days I log in my Facebook, don't say anything, might not even like anything. I log in, check my notifications, and I log out. But If you go, let's just say, a year or two not posting anything, and yet I'm going to trust you with being one of my major figures in my marketing campaign to push out my message of my brand, Like, how can I be reassured you can be trusted with that duty?
1: Well, first off, ask if they're even still active on that Facebook account. You know, something could happen and they could, like, forget the password or forget the email address, you know, and they can't get into the Facebook account. You know, if that's the only Facebook account they have and they know they have it, like, they know information, that's, to me that's a little sketchy, but, you know, maybe they're just not active anymore. They just haven't gotten around to deactivating it. Okay. That's,
0: that's a pretty good point. But, again, with, with the way social media is growing... You have to be active on social media. At this point, you can't avoid it. I know people out there who are still dark on social media. Get on social media. It will help you. we They are creating applications and websites that help further your career every day. For you not to be on there, it's just mind-blowing. But I have a question for you. Taking away the social media aspect, let's talk about The general perception of young people in today's society. Okay, I was walking down the street one day. You know me. Well, my listeners don't know me yet. But those of you of of my cast that know me, I'm not no snappy dresser. You might see me sweatpants t-shirt. Maybe my bulls hat. Wink, wink, go bulls. Heading back to my point. Walking down the street and I see this guy. Of sagging pants and a drippy shirt on a personal note I actually know this person they are a very intelligent person but by perception I would think that he's a Hood or a thug just by what pop culture has put out there of people who dress that type of way me personally I understand the culture not a lot of people are like that but in the business world you can't go around dressing like that so, my question to you is, how are we supposed to change that image from seeing you in a suit to you being in the streets? Now your personal life is your personal life. That's not what I'm saying my My goal of the point I'm trying to make is when you go outside, are you do you really need to wear that women? Do you really need to wear the short skirt today? Men, do you need to have your pants hanging off your butt? That's just a question I just want to throw out there. What do you think about how you should act in your personal
2: life?
1: Want start that off,
2: Brandon? <laughs> yeah, I'll start that off. I mean, in your personal life, I mean, just like you say, like your bosses, I know they have personal lives, and they don't wear suits and be all professional, like, every time. You probably might see them in a bar or something, and they have on, like, casual wear. I mean, you're not going to be like, in your little awkward face type moment like it's awkward like what do I do but I mean it's casual human being interaction you know just go over there talk have natural conversation and it's like the way you dress is not basically like how you are it's some people can be dressed like with the most ridiculous stuff but can be like the brightest person that you know
0: but my point is that is how you're being perceived So, wouldn't the image that you're walking out the door every day, you're showing that you might be this person, even though you're not. That's what you're advertising. So, what can we do to change the general perception of the way society sees you in public, if you dress that certain way?
1: I mean, I don't know, because I'm that person, if I see you like sagging your pants, then you are obviously going to try to act the part of sagging your pants. Does that make any sense? You know, act the part. I feel like it's how you carry yourself. Um, Being a woman myself, you know, I'm not always in, you know, jeans and skirts.
0: I hope you're a woman.
1: (laughs) Or skirts that come down to my ankles, but you know, I don't, you know, walk around, I don't cuss people out when I'm walking around, you know, I don't yell across the street, hey girl, how you doing today? You know, I feel like this how you carry yourself.
0: All I mean, the sister came out that second.
1: <laughs> it's how you carry yourself. And I feel like we can't change how other people dress, you know. We can't change how we're perceived by other people because whether you admit it to yourself or not, we all judge people based off what they wear. You know, like you look at someone and I'd be like, you know... She looked kind of interesting. Or, you know, he looked like, you know, he can be trying to be like a rapper or something like That's that. That's a nice
0: way to put it. She looks very interesting.
1: <laughs> you know, it's, it's up to the individual. You know what I mean? And I feel like media has shaped how we perceive ourselves, in a sense.
0: Yeah. I mean, media and pop culture is a heavy component to how we act today. Come on now. If you really look at commercials... The first two commercials is marketed to the younger generation. Now, it's not an accurate depiction, but this is just what I see, it's my opinion. But the younger generation is being marketed to every day. My thing is, as a younger generation, why don't we change certain perceptions in society to be seen that we are professional?
1: Because society has made it somewhat acceptable to not be professional. If you look at, you know, TV, you know, you don't see some people in suits anymore. And if you do, if, for example, we'll take like a perfume commercial or like a cologne commercial. The dude may be in the suit, but the girl is in like a bikini or something like that. That's not professional. Who says, you know, I don't want to be in a suit. I want to be, you know, promoting good smelling perfume in a suit. Why do I got to be in a bikini? You know, and then with pop culture and rappers and artists now, you know, they're not professional. We don't see, you know, Kanye in a suit all the time. He's trying to compete with Kim. So...
0: I mean, but that's a a different genre of industry. Uh, Now, music, you're supposed to be young, hip, fresh. Even though most of the artists is is 27 and up. but That's a different story for a different day. (laughs) But... What I'm trying to say is As in sports Such such a hard industry to break into And it's It's not impossible Nothing's impossible But without the right network You're not going to break in But to establish a certain network I'm asking Why do we have to follow the trends That society has laid out
2: for us I mean Because like I mean if you look at it like business attire or professional wear is getting more lenient like you can wear khakis and you can have on like uh, a pair of Sperry's or something like that you don't necessarily have to wear a tie and suit all day I mean because on TV you can see people that go into like professional businesses with khakis like a polo shirt on and some Sperry's and then it's like perceived to be as professional and The people that's on TV, they're mostly like either educated or they're not that much educated and they still got professional jobs and it's just how trends in life like keep going and then people start to follow them trends and then businesses as like as their sales starts to follow the trends of what they see on TV as well. I feel like
1: what's happening Instead of society trying to change the younger generation, they're trying to match the younger generation, which is why I think they're becoming more lenient because they're trying to reach out to us. Because essentially we are next in line for these corporate 500 companies, these teams, you know, marketing and all that that jazz. So essentially they want a way to connect with us. And by becoming a little more lenient in the way we dress, that's a way of marketing to us.
0: So, what do you mean, like, trying to match us? Go more in-depth, with that. Like,
1: okay, so, you know, we, like I said, we are next in line to take over what they're already doing. So, now what I, just, just what I'm noticing with, you know, the social media aspect and everything, they're trying to make it to where we want to be interested in these companies, we want to be interested in this brand. And, of course, you know, they're not going to catch our attention by wearing a three-piece suit because let's prove not all of us own a three-piece suit. You know, we're not going to, you know, I'm not sure if I would feel comfortable buying a three-piece suit just for an interview. Why, why spend my money on a suit when I, this job will let me wear khakis? You know what I mean? So they're trying to get us interested. And by getting us interested, they have to make a connection with us. I feel like if you're connected with the brand of the company, you're going to want to be more involved. That's what
2: I mean by matches.
0: Okay. Pretty pretty interesting point. Um, I wouldn't necessarily say they're trying to match us, but they're trying to be more cooperative to the way society is changing. Even though, in my opinion, society is still being ran by Generation X Which is the older generation For those of you who do not know What Generation X means Um The millennial generation Our generation We need to make a more of an impact Because the how we're being perceived In society today To me is unacceptable Yeah we have young self starters Going up Which is growing everyday by the masses But we really have not made That impact to to have the older generation say, hmm, America or society is in great hands. I feel like it's always that older generation, which I respect. I love, you know, responses from older people. I love when people stick their hand out in mentoring but I also feel like, you know, there, there aren't a lot of people in the older generation who are willing to stick their hands out because some are not quite ready to trust the younger generation just by how we are being perceived in society today. Any comments? I
1: mean, that makes sense. Because, you know, obviously they're not going to pick out which millennial, you know, is not part of society. They're going to group us as a whole. So, you know, because we are younger, we can go into an interview and already have this perceived notion in that person's head, like, oh, they're this age, you're probably not going to know what's going on. So we have to, I feel like as a generation, we have to find a way to kind of break that that mold that we've been put in, like, you know, come out the box, because I feel like they put us in a box of we're all this way. Which isn't true, obviously, but you know, it's just kind of how how society has kind of placed us.
2: True. I mean, coming from, I mean, like, the older generation is basically trying to make sure the future, like, for us is, and make sure the future for us is, like, in good hands and making sure when they get ready to retire and everything, we know what they know and more to run the businesses, the businesses and like, I mean, for I mean, the children's I mean, children of the world too.
0: So, let me clarify. I am not bashing Generation X in order older generation. I respect the older generation. I love what you've done with today's society so far. It's just what I've seen from my own two eyes. Not from people lately, just me growing up, trying to make my own impact on the world, trying to move my mind. There are people out there, but there's not as much as I would like in this industry for people to reach out and say, hey, let me tell you the truth about the sports industry. Because we're working jobs where we might work 70 hours a week. And that's not something that they sugarcoat to us. I mean, we are perceived this baby notion oh man, I work in sports, I'll graduate with a degree, and I'll sit in the office, and I'll be perfect just because I have a college degree. I wish there were more people out there to reach out at an early age, around high school and say, hey, this is sports. This is the beautiful side, and this is the dark side, but this is our world. We want you to be in our world. but." We don't want to mislead you into our world. We want to help you any way that we can. And I feel like, you know, people who are young, who might not know these things, they step into a college atmosphere or into any job, and when they find out the nitty-gritty, they're blindsided and not ready. Yeah, that
1: pretty much sums it up. I mean, I didn't have, you know, like a spokesperson come to my school and explain, you know, what college really was and things said like the nitty gritty of things, you know, like no one expressed the long hours, how I wouldn't have my weekends anymore, you know, holidays were, that was gone once you graduated high school, you know what I mean? So it, it would be nice to, you know, be able to have that of looking for.
0: You can do it. Believe in yourself. <laughs> I guess, Believe in yourself.
1: I guess you say that representative. We'll see. Let's go with that for now. You know, to say, okay, if this is what you want to do. This is all the perks it comes with. But just know that this is what you go into. This is what you have to deal with. And I feel like a lot of kids go into sports thinking, ooh, I'm going to work for a team and I'm going to be great and I'm going to – what they don't understand is that you get there before the team, and you leave after the team. You get back up and do it again. Your weekends are not your weekends. Your holidays are no longer your holidays. You know, and it's something that's kind of like a, oh my gosh, what I got myself into.
0: It's mind-blowing, but again, working for a professional team is an experience that is unlike any other. I worked for the Charlotte Hornets organization. They are... Uh, beautiful, beautiful company to work for Um, I've worked there one season and I've been catered to no like no other, I felt like I was not working a job, I was working for my family and that's what you get for working in sports we are such a tight knit community we take care of one another but again I have to reiterate we are a tight knit community It's going to take time to be accepted I'm not trying to compare This industry to the mafia But you have to be Initiated by somebody To be brought in To this tight knit community Again we are not the mafia I don't want anyone waking up Over my bed with a baseball bat Saying you were late to work today My knees No I don't want that Rob But I was just stating that It is a very hard thing to get into, but when you do, you'll be highly
2: rewarded. I mean, you're right. It's very rewarding when you get into the business, but it's also important to have like, still have like some mentors and stuff. I mean, we go here and we have mentors that we can look up to in our field, our teachers, and we have what most people or most kids of our generation don't have when they go to college. They don't have people that work in the field and have the experience and can tell us about it. And we can learn from whatever they tell us about it and apply it to our business uh, career. Yeah, um, for the record, by here. <laughs> we go to school in Charlotte, y'all. <laughs>
1: I'm just like, here, they're not gonna know what here is. Anyway, uh, yeah, you know, It's it is a rewarding business industry. I started out as a business major, so I I view the sports industry as a big, like, business transaction, you know, with the teams and how they brand themselves. I have more of a business view on things. But yeah, you know, it's definitely good to have some guidance because you don't want to get in the sports industry and you're selling tickets for five years when, you know, if you would have had a little guidance, you would have maybe sold tickets one year and then became an intern for, like, the marketer person the next year. And next you know an assistant or something like that so it i would say just use your
0: resources if you have the resources use them but that's that's with any job if you have any resources use them but them. i want to clean up the perception of what young people think just because you have a college degree does not guarantee you anything If you ask any person in any industry, did their degree get them that job? Most of them would say no, because how they got their job? They paid something called dues. They paid their dues, and they got where they're supposed to be. Not where they want to be, where they're supposed to be. Now, that's something my, my coach, my mentor, before he passed, left with me. You get what you put in. If you put nothing in, don't expect nothing back. But, again, as the younger generation, I have to say, I have to be honest, we are a lazy generation. Mm -hmm. We have most of these things that most of Generation X don't have, like social Mm -hmm. cell phones, Internet. They had cell phones and Internet, but it's not to where the aspect of where it is today. You don't think that they would love to have those things that we have now in those days? Yes, they would. Hey, I wish I had some of those things when I was little. I have a 11-year-old nephew. He knows how to work Instagram better than me. That makes me feel bad because okay. I'm 24. Yes he know how to make edit photos, he know how to get more followers, he don't have more followers so let me reiterate that, he knows how to get a lot of followers in a small amount of time which, quote unquote, he helped me out a little bit, but y'all don't, y'all don't need to know about that but, going back to my original point you get in what you put in if you don't bring anything to the table don't expect somebody to bring something to the table for you
1: yeah I mean I feel like we're perceived as a generation who just wants everything right then and there you know who just wants to start working start making like a six figure salary and that's just that doesn't how that's not how it works you know like a lot of my cousins I tell them okay you know go get jobs you know they're teenagers now yeah I want to make this much amount of money that's not gonna happen flipping burgers boo like you, you can't just start off making six figures you have to work your way up. And I feel like as a generation, we don't understand that because, you know, everything, I won't say it's being handed to us, but it's like we feel like we have everything at our fingertips because of social media. And we feel like our work ethic has definitely gone down. You know, I feel like the reason Generation X is so successful is because they didn't have social media. So when it came to finding jobs, they hit the pavement, you know, business to business, door to door, this is my resume, blah, 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 blah. I am so-and-so. This is what I would like to do for your company, blah, 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 blah. And because of that, I feel like, you know, like I said, things were somewhat handed to us in a sense. You know what I mean? Like, okay, yeah, I could do it. You can do it too. But they they failed to tell us this is how I did it. You know, I didn't go on the Internet. I didn't go on Craigslist and saw this ad for that. You know what I mean? Like, different generations, different way of doing things. And I feel like we've gotten to the point where we feel like, we can just jump right into something, and that's—I feel like where Generation X may have issues with us entering, you know, the workforce, you know, sports-wise or business-wise or whatever, you know, because we've been perceived as the lazy generation. And that's a
0: pretty valid point. Not to catch you off, Brandon. Don't get you. Okay. Don't care. jump yeah. over this table, man.
2: I'm Please. I'm, I'm sensitive. No, it's cool. It's cool. But right. don't, come to, just, don't, don't Kanye West me again. <laughs> God. But
0: as I was saying, um, we have to understand, as everyone, we do things a different way. I know back in my father's day, when I was struggling looking for jobs, he used to say, oh, get up, go out there, do resumes. But the way things have changed now, jobs are getting thousands of resumes in under an hour. So what makes your resume stand out from thousands of resumes? Do you honestly think someone is going to sit there with a stack of a thousand resumes in under an hour and read everyone's qualifications? I wouldn't. Would you guys?
1: No. It's like a generator now. Like, um, I think I was talking to someone who did like online resumes. They work in HR and they said how it worked was they would put in like how many resumes they wanted to look at and it would was randomly pick resumes from online and that's how people were chosen. So now it's like doesn't even matter when you turn your resume, what's on it, it's generated randomly. So you could be picked, you couldn't be picked. It's all computerized.
0: Exactly. So question that I know most of you listeners are thinking of how do I get my resume picked up if I'm just a randomized number? Well, it's a start called building your network. That's where LinkedIn comes in. Yes, I'm a promote, promoter of LinkedIn. I wish they paid me to promote them, but I'm pretty sure they might after this. Maybe. <laughs> I don't know. I'll check my emails after this. But LinkedIn is heaven sent. Most success stories I've heard from people I went to school with or people I know just in my personal life happen from LinkedIn. LinkedIn is pretty much connect the dots of who you want to speak to, but don't know who knows them. They, instead of calling your grandma's cousin, cousin, friend of another friend, LinkedIn, and if you're friends with that person that may know them, oh, it's such a beautiful tool, which, which is going to be a topic that's going to come up soon of how to actually use LinkedIn because I'm good at it, but I'm not perfect. No one's perfect at LinkedIn. I've heard industry professionals tell me they still don't know how to use LinkedIn, but they're happy that the tool is used. You have to start establishing your network now. While you're young, establish your network now, because you don't want to be the 45 year old guy who's just now getting on social media and who's just now trying to build that network. Yeah, you might have those contacts, but you might not know how to contact your contacts because we're all digital now. I don't I don't see anyone walking around with a daily planner anymore. I know I know one person, but I'm not gonna point her out right now. <laughs>
1: Forget but, y'all. <laughs>
2: Everything's
1: on point though, right? Yeah.
0: Okay. Yeah, yeah. Everything's <laughs> on point. But not everyone's rolling around with a black book in their pocket and a daily planner to plan out who they're going to contact, on what day. Everything is digital. PDA. PDA. That's what you need. I don't even know they make PDAs I I tried Googling it. I don't think they
1: make PDAs anymore. That's
0: the question. Those of you who listen, (laughs) follow us on Twitter at Connection C and find out Link me to an actual PDA that they're making. Because, because. Aubrey That's needs one. That's <laughs> what I want to know. Aubrey needs one. Because Aubrey, I'm pretty sure by tomorrow, is going to burn a hole in her daily plan with how hard she writes. She has beautiful handwriting, don't get me wrong. But if you see how that flick of that wrist goes, oh, man. Yes, I made that reference.
1: Look at the flick of that wrist. <laughs> Look at the flick that wrist. Okay, so back on topic <laughs> <laughs> But seriously though I really do need a PDA. Back on topic though, Reggie made a good point about LinkedIn and building your network and that kinda goes with perception as well because you don't know who knows who. You know what I mean? Like I was um on the trolley today and these boys in the back they was they was being they was being boys <laughs> and mm. you know they was cussing and stuff and I'm mm. just like darn Where's like
0: the belt
1: when you need one you know because because they needed one um which you know i'm just like darn i'm like say they really really want to pursue music or something and they was rapping and say like a, the like the scout or whatever you call like a person producer yeah producer was like on the trolley as well and he's like oh well, you know they're really good however i don't like the way they're conducting themselves because they're gonna be the face of whatever company that is you know what i mean so it's like you don't know who knows who. For all you know, the person you cussed out from was hitting you while you're crossing the street could be, you know, the person who's conducting your interview for, like, your dream job or something. And you never know. I mean, they may not take it personal, but everyone's different. They might be like, weren't you that same person who mm. flicked me off crossing the street? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So
0: just just, just a personal note, you know, we have guest speakers in our university. I'm not going to name drop the University because... I don't want nobody stalking me.
1: But. Eventually we will.
0: Eventually. But. Uh, the guest speaker told me the story of his wild and crazy journey in the world of sports. Which. Yeah, any journey in making it any field is going to be crazy. As I reiterate. Sports is a hard field. But I'm pretty sure there's harder fields out there to get into. Going back to my point. Because I keep getting sidetracked.
2: <laughs> he,
0: he was stating that On his way of trying to break into sports One of his close personal friends He drinks beer with the guy Hangs out with the guy Have fun with the guy During his time job hunting Trying to break into sports His best friend A.K.A. roommate Knows the marketing guy But works at Yankee Stadium Now tell me What are the odds of someone helping you that lives under your roof? It might not be that close, but the lady that you talk in the grocery store every day, every time you go shopping, you might not know. She might have a nephew that is the director of operations for uh, for an arena or facility nearby. You never know. That's why I say you have to watch how you act in public and start building your network now. If you meet somebody on the street, just say, hey, are you on LinkedIn? Hey, do you like this? You don't have to be super generalized. You don't have to stalk every person on the street and say, <laughs> what's your LinkedIn? Give it to me now! No. But, just, if you meet someone, have a casual conversation and they interest you in their conversation, just say, hey, do you mind if I follow you on LinkedIn? That's all you have to ask. And please, when you follow them, say something to them. Because I even struggle with this. I connect with someone on LinkedIn. It won't say nothing to them. Now, they have someone in my that I want to connect to, but I just don't say anything. How do I expect to connect with that person without saying anything? Just
1: email them. Don't say, hey, you know, say something real professional. Hello, my name is, obviously, your name's on LinkedIn, but still be professional. Hi, my name is so-and-so. I'm inquiring about a position doing this. I know you do this, but I noticed that we have, you know, a mutual friend on LinkedIn. Is there any way they can contact me to him? Or do you know if he's looking for anyone? You know, like real casual, yet real like, real, but yet real professional.
0: Yeah, I don't want to never get re- email saying, hey, my name is Rob, a.k.a. Lil Dirty, you know, when well, you heard my music one day, and I know you know the music director in the certain arena that you work. Here's, like. <laughs> here's a
1: link to my mixtape. Like
0: here's a link to my mixtape, "Little Dirty" on Dirty Rocks. <laughs> <laughs> Download me now. <laughs> yes, he literally typed out. <laughs>
1: you know, like I'm
0: glad this is just a fictional conversation because. I would have posted that on every social media site in the world. I'm sorry. I'm ignorant. I'll, I'll put you Twitter, out
1: there. Instagram.
0: I will put you out there if you just send me something off the wall. But just, just generalize it. Just be upfront with people. And when you ask something, give them something clear and direct. Something say, hey, I want to get into operations. Do you know someone that can get me into that field? Or do you know, do you have a day I can sit down and talk with you? That's it.
1: Yeah. Also, don't be long-winded. You know, like, people in the SCE sports industry, we are, like, always going, going, going. That explains my agenda and why it's full of everything. So, you know, I prob- if I was an employer, I probably wouldn't take up an offer for dinner because dinner is like, well, like an hour, an hour and a half average. Ask them for like, you know, hey, can I buy you a cup of coffee? Something where they can get in. You have to talk for a few minutes and get out. And if the conversation goes as well, you're guaranteed like another 15 minutes of their time because now you've interest them.
0: Yeah. Just, just like in a general grasp of negotiation, bring something to the table so they can bring something to the table. If you want to come out and you finally get that chance to talk to that person you want to talk to, and you cutting them off every five seconds just to say, "Yeah, I know what you're talking about," I no <laughs> want to talk to you again. I
1: wouldn't. I'm just gonna leave.
0: I'm sorry, Brent. I keep cutting you off. He's about to jump <laughs> over the table. And slap. you y'all. <laughs> I'm good. I'm
2: good. No, but if you want to like be in professional, like if you go for an interview, let's say you go for an interview and you don't like get a call back, send a thank you letter uh saying that you you're happy that you got the chance to get be interviewed and uh you look forward to um uh, doing it or uh, working for them or something like that. I mean that right there that gets you noticed. Like most people don't do that. They just if they don't get it, they just move on to the next job. Like that that goes that that's our generation too. I mean we don't really stay long in a professional or any kind of field, if we find something better, we'll go to something better. See it and what companies want is loyalty and then like I mean you gotta have it. key. professionalism
0: and work ethic. You if you get the job and you're not working hard, you shouldn't even try to get that job. Just go ahead, bow out, go flip burgers. But when you get into a real industry and you're trying to make it. Just come to work. And do your job. Try, try to go over and beyond. Some people can't do it. Some people are just the status quo people. If that's you. Be fine. But be good at what you do. Network. Because sometimes you being you. Is an asset to someone else. That's, that's all I'm trying to say today. If you don't remember anything else I've said. Including jokes how many times I cut off branding, how many times I talk about Aubrey flicking her wrist. Just remember, sometimes doing you in the workplace, helping you grow your own assets, be good at your strengths, it's always gonna find you a place in the workplace. If you're good at talking to people, there are hundreds of jobs, thousands of jobs, millions of jobs out there for you. If you're good working in the back of the house, Type in a document. There's a job for you. Just know what you're good
2: at, and just be good at what you do. Do you like the Nike s- slogan? Do you?
1: Let's do, do it. it. No, I,
2: do you? <laughs> I come down with another. No. So I
1: feel like we just gave our listeners two topics in one. Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> you hear that, Nike? Brandon says, change your slogan.
2: Do you? Do you not do it? No. Mm-mm. Can't do it.
1: Okay,
2: don't but don't come after us, Nike though Nah, I love you, I got y'all shoes
1: I gotta outside.
0: say I like y'all shoes <laughs> I mean, I, I like Kevin Durant I mean, what you say? Kevin yeah, yes. Durant's nice, say, Please, Nike I, I love y'all, I'm just kidding <laughs> Y'all
1: wanna endorse us, though, you
2: know
0: Hey, there's a six with my Okay. <laughs> you know how that goes <laughs> no, I'm
1: glad I didn't say it
0: Cartoon,
1: cartoon. <laughs> <laughs> All right, but
0: we're we're gonna wrap up the show because this is getting long winded and we're almost at fifty minutes.
1: Wow. really?
0: In my mind it's fifty minutes to an hour. <laughs> That's
1: pretty good. Yeah.
0: But please follow us on Twitter and Facebook. We ain't got the Instagram yet because we don't want y'all to be double tapping everything we put up just yet. We'll hold off on that Instagram for y'all Just hold off on it yeah. Just like, just follow us on Twitter and Facebook If you want to know the website It is S-E-E That's S Two E's Connection.moonfruit.com I know it's a long-winded Password and Web address, whatever you want to call it That is what we're working with now We have a low budget, don't judge us Okay, we work hard with what we got, but we're going to continue to improve. We're going to continue to come out with better things. We're going to come with great equipment. We just ask you guys to be loyal and listen and give us your feedback. This is Reggie Hargraves. Bring Maddie. Oh, I'm Aubrey.
1: We didn't do this yet.
0: Oh, so you made me forget. you trying yeah. to force me off the air, Aubrey.
1: Excuse me. No, I will take over the ending. I will also, take over the ending. we
0: will leave you with this note.
1: All right. So for those in the Charlotte area, we have a few job opportunities slash volunteer opportunities for you guys. And we get these through our professors. So this is pretty much open to anyone. The first one we have is the most recent one. It is an entry-level marketing position at Enzo B Street in Uptown Charlotte. If you want more information, just send your cover letter and resume to Lee, that's L-E-I at Enzo, E-N-S-O, charlotte.com. Our next is an internship with Time My Knot, which is a Charlotte-based nonprofit organization, and they're looking for a social media and PR intern. Our next one is also an internship with, a company called Vlogged In, and it is a social video site. The internship includes writing press releases, social media posts, partner partnering outreach, and launching and launching advertising campaigns. For more information, send your resume to Cassandra at VloggedIn.com. We have a temporary seasonal job opportunity in ticket sales with Charlotte Motor Speedway, and our last is a volunteer opportunity for. The sprint car race which is also at charlotte motor speedway so for more information just visit charlottespeedway.com and reach out to them
0: all right i'd like to give a special thanks to our two musical producers pro digital and jameer music please look them up on datdip.com or wherever they post music and i have a question for aubrey it's in the bistro you did follow this he about to give me jump I just butchered his name so it killed
1: me. <laughs> Who are the artists? <laughs> I don't know. You read that one. <laughs> I'm, dead.
0: These oh, these, I'm sorry. This is going to be on all the group for reals. Don't judge us. We are actually going to wrap up the show now. We love you guys. Thanks.
1: Thanks for listening. Tune in next time.
0: And don't forget that website of seaconnection.moonproof.com. Don't ask about it. It's a good website. Just go to it. All right. Logging out. I'll just, we'll talk to you guys